down the road, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the ones you did. So dream, explore, say yes to life. Be inspired to live life as an exciting adventure of discovery. You are listening to the Inspire Possibility Show, and I'm your host, Mark Sussman. Hey everybody, this is Mark Susnell. Thanks for tuning in. Every week I invite various individuals that I consider cutting-edge thought leaders, people who are visionaries in the way they think, the way they live. And this week I've invited Whitney Fosborough, who's a co-author with Charlie Grantham. They wrote a book called What Work the Future Today. And it's really about leadership and in finding purpose in your life, especially in the type of work you do. And I was just talking to Whitney off air, and there's a, there's a quote by Daniel Pink, who's the best-selling author of Drive, WDF, WTF, guides you to create a new life-embracing story. So welcome, Whitney, to the Inspire Possibility Show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And what I um, was intrigued about was we were talking off air, and you told me that you were in the business world, and 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 then you made a big shift, and and so tell me about what you were in the business world at that time. How old would would how old were you when you were in the business world, and what was your how did what was your vision for your life at that time? Well, I've always been a project-based person so that I've uh, had very few short-term jobs, let alone uh, long-term jobs in my life. I started as an artist and then became a graphic designer, an art director, creative director, then a a brand strategist and consultant, an interim VP of marketing and chief marketing officer for Silicon Valley startups, mid-sized companies, Fortune 20 companies. And I realized that uh, every person and every organization, doesn't matter uh, what the scale is, all need a sense of purpose as well as a directional north star in terms based on your purpose, your gifts, your community, and your, your practice. So uh, after working in the uh, corporate world for a couple of decades, decided to take a midlife sabbatical, went to uh, Divinity School, uh, which was a, a very interesting experience as a atheist, and uh, studied wow. social change and community building, and came out uh, combining my uh, artistic uh, design thinking, uh, corporate branding and marketing experiences with a, uh, with a study of global uh, faith traditions, Community building, social change, pastoral care. Let me ethics, let me go back. Morality. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're you. Where, I'm just curious. Where where did you go to undergrad? Uh, undergrad. I went to Parsons School of Design in New York City. Uh huh. And then you 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 started the life that you described, and you felt 
if I understood you correctly, that there was something missing? Yes. When I, in my first half of my working career, I was basically a rebel without a cause. I, I uh-huh. knew that the world I was working in didn't make sense to me. So I, I pushed against it, but it was only when I... So how did you push heading, against it? Well, just in terms of I, I didn't want to uh, have... A, I didn't want to be an employee. I didn't want a career. Uh-huh. I, didn't, I wasn't interested in job titles. I was interested in um, what I would now call lifelong learning projects. So I I could do my art, I could do travel, I could work in in many different uh, areas and fields so that I could build a much bigger toolbox of experiences and expertise. And so then you you started to kind of feel like you needed to go inward? Is that that part of the reason you went to the theological seminary? Yes, eventually. Yeah, in my late 30s, yeah. I started asking myself, okay, so I know it took me, because I lived and worked and studied all over the world growing up, my dad worked for Pan American Airways, so it wasn't until my late 20s that I could ask myself, oh, who am I? I am me. Where am I from? Right. From where, wherever I happen to be, like a turtle. But Ten years later, right. when I was in my late 30s, I started asking myself, okay, so you know what you're against. What are you for? What do you value? What are your values? Right. So that started my inward journey of inquiry right. you know, uh, your, and, and introspection. Your, your story is, is for it's very similar to mine. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, I was a lawyer as a litigator. Mm-hmm. A, tr- a criminal lawyer early in my career because I wanted right. to save the world. Mm-hmm. I did that for a while, and and at some point I I just felt empty, and I I started to go inward, and I didn't go to the seminary, but I mm-hmm. kind of went inward and, and got into meditation and yoga and and counterculture, and I still mm-hmm. am <laughs> forty years <laughs> later. <laughs> hasn't stopped that quest for <laughs> discovery, for self-knowledge, and purpose. I, I think that was the um, thing for me. What was uh, like, uh, and and the thing that I've discovered, and maybe it's your your realization too. What gave me purpose at one time in my life no longer was enough. I had to kind of go on and 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 continue in my quest and. And um, always looking for what's next, what what's really going to fulfill me. What what do I really want to do? I mean, to go to, to go to a theological seminary. I mean, that was like that was a big. That was like you must have really been driven to want to do that. Yes, uh, I have always enjoyed stretching myself. And, and trying uh, new things or old things in new ways, experimenting, um, learning by trial under fire, uh, you know, just moving beyond my comfort level, uh, adopting beginner's mind, um, always, you know, re rebooting, relearning, restarting. Uh, so you know, I've always interested 
in having a lifelong series of projects, which are you know life learning projects, uh, right. to go into my life portfolio that support me as a human being and as a human becoming. I like For that. Me, uh, you know, I I haven't actually heard that phrase "human becoming." <laughs> but the thing That's is, why I so many of doing this show is because I, I I get to learn just like you. You know, I from the guests I, I learn so much, and and I know my my listeners do too because we're you know we're we're always getting new insights. So human being, human becoming, and. Um, so you, you so when you started the, the theological seminar, it wasn't with the purpose of, of necessarily becoming a, a minister or anything. It was more no. just for self knowledge. Uh, yes, yes. I, I, I particularly wanted to uh, study all the things that I, I think should be taught at business school but aren't: um, ethics, morality, uh-huh. community building, uh-huh. uh, elder care. Uh, sustainable business uh, and interpersonal uh, relationships and models and and uh, things like that. You know, how do we? So how when do did you leave? When did you leave the seminary? I left uh, into that. I was there for two years, 2011, 2012. Okay. And then, and then you decided there was a next step. Uh, yes. Funny enough, uh, after having written a thesis on community building for those in the second half of life, I got a call from McKesson, who have a, who have a, a company called HealthMart, which is the fifth largest pharmacy chain in America, serving primarily um, small-town America in the Midwest and the Deep South, and their customers are, of course, mostly folks in their um, well into the second half of their life. Uh, so that what I had learned at uh, Divinity School of all places uh, served me very well in uh, working as an interim uh, chief marketing officer at uh, this McKesson uh, division. So here you were back in in the business world with yes. a whole body of of self knowledge that. You didn't have at least on this level, right? And That's so right. then, and then, and then, what happens next? So you're with with McKisson, and then uh, you're um, yeah, you know, which, and then which, somehow yeah. you you become a leadership consultant and and meet Charlie Grantham. Uh, and then then I uh, became a consulting chief marketing officer at uh, Hewlett Packard Enterprise, another wow. Fortune 20 company. And when I finished that, I uh, then met uh, my now friend and uh, collaborator and co-author, Charlie Grantham, uh, and we have written two Work the Future Today books. We were introduced by a dear mutual friend of ours who sadly died about a year ago. Mm. But, but he, for a number of years, said, you know, you and Charlie, Charlie and Whitney, you two should work together. And uh, it took uh, Charlie and myself a long time to connect uh, and then truly c- to connect. But once we did, uh, it was like, where have you been all your, my life? Exactly. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Sometimes you know you should meet somebody, but for some reason you don't, you don't or, do or it. T- or it takes and, a long and time. And then all of a sudden, you, or it takes a long time, and then you do mm-hmm. it. And, 
kind of put it on the back burner, which a lot of people do with their lives. They just put a lot of things on the back burner. They they procrastinate and 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 so what was the moment when you decide you and Charlie decided that you should write this book? We collaborated on a couple of articles, and we were uh, it, it flowed so well, and it was so much fun and profound at the same time, and obviously had highly uh, complementary gifts and and talents and points of view. That uh, I said to Charlie, "Hey, let's write a book," and he said, "Good idea." So we wrote the first one, "Work the Future Today: uh, Finding Your Path to." Purpose, Passion, and Profit in late 2017. And then in January, we came out with our second book, which is Work the Future Today, 2019, Pocket Pal, A Faster Path to Purpose, Passion, and Profit. So would would you say your book is, is, is for everybody or more for people that are, let's say, have a leadership role in an organization? Well, it's definitely for people who are in a leadership role, but it's also for everybody. And the reason why is, in the 21st century, now more than ever, and increasingly so, everyone needs to become their own leader, to look inside and find and follow their own lead. It's not good enough to live your life. You need to lead your life with your purpose, your values, your passion. How do you, how do you like distinguish between? You say not just live, live your life, but lead your life. I mean, can't you just live your life with purpose and passion too? I mean, what, what as opposed to? I don't understand the difference necessarily. All right, uh, to to uh, live your life um, is just to go day with by purpose day. Purpose and passion. And, and if you live it with purpose and passion, then it, it's infused with a sense of purpose uh, and, and passion. So it has a sort of a, uh, an emotional quality to it. But it doesn't mean that you're actually living out your true potential or mm-hmm. going uh, nearly as far as you could go. Whereas when you are leading with purpose, leading with your passion, then you're much more likely to fulfill your potential in a much greater fashion and go much further with it. It's like the difference between... Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. It's it's like the difference between a human being and a human becoming. A human being is somebody who lives in the present, and that's great because most people aren't even there. There are other human doings, uh, defined by their job or by uh, human do- havings, defining themselves by the stuff they have, when in fact stuff owns you, you don't own it, and stuff is not the stuff of life. So then you know, you have human beings who are, who are in the present, but when you are a human becoming, you realize that we only are human beings in the moment, and every, and. The thing about the future is it happens now and now and now and now. So if we're truly intentional as well as present, then we can you know, work the future today because we all co-create the future each and every moment, most of us unintentionally. But if we do it intentionally 
and intention directs attention, then we can truly become so much a greater expression of our greater selves. Uh, excuse me, Whitney. I want to remind our remind you out there, our listeners, that you're listening to the Inspire Possibility Show. Today's guest is Whitney Vosberg. He's the co-author of Work the Future Today. And about about your book, Whitney, how can people get your book? Uh, our two books can be found on Amazon. You type in Work the Future Today. You will find them on Amazon. And you can also find more information about the books, about us, at www.workthefuture.today. So that's workthefuture.today. Dot .today? Right. Okay. So in the beginning I mentioned the quote from Daniel Pink about work the future day is an ebullient pay on to the power of story. So tell us what you mean by that in terms of the power of story. What is what is the story that you're going along that most people have and and uh what do they do to change it? Well, what can uh, they do to change it? I, I'll I'll talk about it on uh, quickly on a couple of different levels. One of the most profound things I learned at Divinity School was that our stories are each other's medicine. The, the transformative say that, so power. So say that in a different way. Our stories are each other's medicine? Are, are each other's medicine. Yeah. In other words, yeah. what uh, truly brings people alive are emotional, transformative experiences. We gather around the fire, the hearth, and we exchange our stories. That's how we truly relate to one another. And we all it's are... telling stories. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, stories... Uh, our cult- cu- culture is basically made up of a series of stories. Some are, are extrinsic, some are, uh, some are um, intrinsic. Um, we tell uh, stories to ourselves. We are told stories, we pick up stories, it's like the air all around us. We breathe it, it doesn't have a smell, we can't hear it really, we can't feel it, but it's there. We uh, all walk around with so many stories that aren't necessarily the right stories for us, uh, or they're false stories, or they're incomplete. Uh, One of the biggest ones is the story of work. Well, isn't another one too... Your childhood? Of course. There's so much uh, crap that we have to listen to um, growing up that more than not uh, disenables us and weighs us down, prevents us from um, actualizing our our true potential. So So, so so we we grow up with limiting beliefs. Right. So we have these limiting beliefs. Is that when you're talking about stories, would you say that limiting beliefs are big time stories? <laughs> For lack of a better word. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, they're, 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 and many of them are, are false stories or incomplete uh-huh. uh, truths or uh, warped. Uh, or, or it's like the difference between looking in a, in a mirror. And it's complete or a cracked mirror. 
uh, one is going to distort rather more than the other. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you're, you're saying there are stories we have around work, which could also be limiting beliefs we have around work. Well, yes. It, for example, uh, we are the you know capitalism as it has been practiced for several hundreds of years has brought many of us far, but it's not going to take us any further. And the fact it's disenabling us now with global climate change and lack of leadership uh, at all levels right across um, the economy, politics, spirituality, sports, the church, uh, so on and so forth, Um, not just in America, but across the world. Um, So the old world is coming to an end. You know, the old old story of profit first, uh, of profit maximization with its focus on the shareholder. We have a new emerging story. Go go ahead. Well, let me just just ask you something. Um, With what's happening today in our country, it doesn't seem like that model is disappearing. I mean, with... You know, with the with with the party in power, with the president, with the stock market, it seems like profits are are uh, happening more than ever. I mean, it's almost. I mean, I agree with you in terms of of that we have to think about sustaining the planet and all this kind of stuff. But there's also a lot of other people that that don't buy into that, especially especially in the business world. And what are, what's your thinking around that? Well, it, businesses that are not demonstrably uh, in a proven fashion that uh, are not purposeful and not doing good will be extinct within 10 years. It will become the new norm. For every swing of the pendulum, there is a counter swing. Right. And it's like it's like the news media. It's negative, ninety-eight percent of the time. Does that mean there's not good news in the world? Of course, there's good news. There's good news all over the place. It's just not reported. Yeah. So why? why do you think it's the, interesting. It's interesting because I, you know, there's a web, there's a website that I actually I in my first book I, I talked about. It's called the Good News Network, but nobody knows mm-hmm. about it. And, well, I've heard and, about it. Uh, yeah, you're you're one of the only people <laughs> that I know that knows about it. And it is why is it people don't want to hear about uh, gravitate toward negative stuff? Well, and that's a big two, two question. Thoughts. I mean, uh, the the old uh, story of profit first is driven by fear, and mm-hmm. fear is three times stickier, you know, that which is fearful, that which is negative. It, because mm-hmm. we our brains were built for fight or flight, negative feelings are three times stickier than positive ones. That means we have to work three times harder to even neutralize negative feelings and memories. Yeah, I heard in, in like in, in communications... When you're when you're having like a interpersonal communication, when mm-hmm. you you have to praise somebody ten times more than you criticize them, because it's people seem to remember the negative. Yes, yes, 
and, and you know, even more so, they'll, they'll, they won't necessarily remember what you said, but they'll certainly remember how you made them feel. Right, right. So how do we how do we go about? I mean, I'm on the same page as you are. Uh, how, but how do we? Your 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 thing is that that the pendulum will will swing back. And, well, there, and I, I believe pendulums. in cycles too. But hmm? yes, uh, well, there's you know for every pe- pendulum swing in one direction, there's a counter swing in the opposite direction. Right. So there there's much that's happening in the in the shadows, so to speak, which eventually will become the the main stage where the limelight will be. Right, and and it's, and and so to let our listeners know, this is this is what your book talks about is 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 what's going on and how we can make a shift. Yes, it, it's the shift from the old story of profit first to the new story of purpose first, uh, of of shifting from fear to love, from me to we, from shareholders to stakeholders. And, and how, do, how, do people, uh, how do people do that? How do, how do, how, I guess it comes down to each person's ability to, to uh, change, to want to change. And well, there's uh, it, well, there will be a tremendous uh, need to change uh, because there will be ever fewer jobs, and certainly uh, jobs that are be worth having, either to the a climate of fear that is, seems only to be rising within the corporate world, uh, as well as uh, just the continuous um, reduction in uh, knowledge workers through. Um, uh, automated intelligence, big data, automation, so on and so forth. You, you know, Whitney, I, I like to ask my guests a question or two that mm-hmm. relates to to our show, the Inspire Possibility Show. What what inspires you right now? Not what in the future, right me. now. Right, right now. now is uh, to you know, my purpose is to help other people, to, to inspire and to help other people find and follow their life path through their purpose, through their passion. Wow. You know, my purpose is to inspire others to believe in themselves. So we're kind of on the same page here. Very closely aligned. Yeah. The main thing is that yeah. it, it, it's, it's an inside job. All the answers are inside. Doesn't matter how many gurus, so, teachers, experts, leaders that you might follow or look up to, they don't have the answers any more than you do. For you, you are the expert on you, so you have to be your own leader. No one else can or which, will do it for you. Right, and which a lot of times takes a lot of courage. Yes, and practice, and patience, and persistence. Uh, it's also about traveling that that longest distance of the 18 inches from head to heart, and then from heart to gut. We have brain cells in our brain, in our heart, and in our gut. So when we say we have a gut feeling or it's heartfelt, it's true. So that you know we have to go head, heart, gut. So that's intellectual intelligence, 
emotional intelligence, and intuitive intelligence. It's only when the three are in alignment that are we able to tap into our true power and potential. So that is very profound. Could you say that again for so we can hear it again? Yes. Uh, our head is the home of the our, head. our why. Our, head. our heart is the home of our who. Our gut is the home of our interconnection with all, the intuitive. So we have to go from our wow. intellectual intelligence to our emotional intelligence to our intuitive intelligence. So we have to feel with our head, our heart, and our gut. When the three all working together, then you are able to express yourself at an ever higher level based on your purpose, your passion, your unique gifts. And then you're able to focus on for who was benefit from my gifts the most and how do I best share those gifts? Well, thank you, Whitney, for being the guest, our guest here on the Inspire Possibility Show. And again, to you people out there, our listeners, thanks for tuning in and and uh, to get a copy of Work the Future today. It's, it's, a, it's a great book, and you could... Just get a sense of what Whitney's been sharing, that there's a lot of wisdom in the book and a lot of also practical tools. So until next week, when we have another enlightening guest on our show, journey on. Thanks for listening. I hope you feel inspired take the next step in your life and if you haven't already please take the time to visit my website at inspirepossibility.com and discover the various services and products we offer that could just very well change your life